again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want you to grab your Bibles and your notes. We want to look at the fisherman and his dream. The fisherman and his dream. Our story centers around a man by the name of Peter. Everybody say Peter. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And Jesus, in verse 19, said to those two boys, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of what? Fishers of men. And look at verse 20. At once... They left their nets, and they followed Jesus. Our sermon today, our story begins, and write this down in your notes, point number one, Peter, a fisherman, is called to fish for men. I love the analogy of fishing for men, because I think that fishing is fun, especially when you catch fish. It's not so much fun when you don't catch. It's still fun, but it's not as fun. It takes hard work. You have to have a little bit of knowledge. You have to be extremely patient. You have to go where the fish are located. You're not going to catch fish in the baptistry over here. Uh, Fish do not necessarily want to jump into the boat. They do stink, I want you to know. But if you ever catch one, oh, for some reason, it's just exciting. And Jesus looked at Peter, who was a real fisherman. Peter caught fish. It was his livelihood. And he says to Peter, come follow me. And we'll fish for men. Oh, you're still going to take, it's going to take a great amount of patience. And it's hard work. And we're going to have to go to where the lost sinners are. But I will tell you, when one person comes to Christ, it's the most exciting thing in the entire world. And Peter, the Bible says that once he left everything and followed Jesus and became a fisher of men. Now I've got good news and bad news anytime you talk about Peter. The good news is, he would always take three steps forward and then two steps backwards. If you know anything about Peter, one minute he was on fire for God, he was all in, he was fully committed. And the next minute, he would do something or say something just opposite of what God wanted. You can read just about any of his stories. You know the story, Matthew chapter 14, they were in the middle of a lake and they were in a boat and a storm came and they all got scared and they looked up and they saw Jesus walking on the water and, the, and Peter said, Lord, is that you? Yes, it's me. If that's you, bid me to come. And, and the Lord said, come. And Peter actually got out of the boat and was walking on water. That was one of the good moments of his life. And I mean, just a few seconds later, he took his eyes off of the Lord. He started looking at the storm and he started to sink. And uh, that was one of his bad moments. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16, Peter would acknowledge that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my Father in heaven. It was one of his good moments. 
But just a few verses later, uh, Jesus is explaining how he himself is going to die, but he will uh, be resurrected in three days. And Peter uh, begins to rebuke Jesus and says, never, Lord, I won't let that happen. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. And then Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. So Peter was always taking three steps forward and two steps backward. And most of us, I think here today, can relate to someone like Peter. Because many of us, we're kind of hot and cold. We're up and down. Many of us take three steps forward and then two steps backwards. The good thing about that, if you take one, two, three steps forward and then two steps backward, you are at least heading in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? We always say this about our children. We, we're not looking for perfection, but we're looking for progress. And all God's people said, amen. amen. But one of the lowest moments of Peter's life, one of the worst moments was in Luke chapter 21. He was with Jesus in the upper room. And, and Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. You will all fall away. And Peter said, Lord, I will never forsake you. Lord, I will never fall away. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me how many times? Three times. And sure enough, that very night, Peter cursed and denied that he knew the Lord three times. And then the rooster crowed. But as low as that moment turned out to be for Peter, after the resurrection, everything changed for him. Our third point is post-resurrection. Before the resurrection was one of Peter's lowest times. But after the resurrection, God gave Peter a second chance. God called Peter once in Matthew chapter 4 to come and to become a fisher of men. He then messes up big time right before the resurrection. But after the resurrection, our God who specializes in the second chances, God calls Peter a second time post-resurrection. I want you to write this down. Peter is called after the resurrection to witness to the ends of the earth. Jesus said these words in Acts 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you, and Peter was in that group, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Those are concentric circles. And so for us, our concentric circles are here in Los Angeles. God has called us to be his witnesses here in Los Angeles. And then in Southern California. And then all of California. And then in all of the United States. And to the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 1, Peter's called to go to the ends of the earth. And in Acts chapter 2, he's, he preaches. He gets off on the right foot. He stands up on the day of Pentecost and he preaches and 3,000 people get saved. Can you imagine preaching and having 3,000 people get baptized right when you were finished? We've had some good days here at Shepherd. 
probably some of our best days are our beach baptism days where we go out to the beach and we'll baptize uh, probably 300 people. But imagine baptizing 3,000 people. 3,000 people step forward to be baptized into Christ. Peter is off to a good start. He was called to witness to the ends of the earth. He preaches and 3,000 folks get saved. The only problem is that all of his converts are Jewish. In fact, in chapters 2 through 9, Peter succeeds at reaching Jewish people. I want you to think about that. He succeeds in talking to Jewish people and leading them to a point where they understand that Jesus is the Messiah. And there's nothing, there is nothing necessarily wrong with that except that he had been called to reach all people, to go to the ends of the earth, to reach all nations. The first church was started by Jewish people, for Jewish people, and reached only Jewish people. A man came and spoke for us. Uh, and this is not my story. This is his story. He was a Jewish man. He was not a believer in Jesus. But uh, he loved Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar was a motivational speaker. And so he went to hear Zig preach or, or do his motivational speech at this conference. And afterwards, uh, you could stand in line and have Zig sign your book. And so he purchased a book and he stood in line and he came up and he finally got to meet uh, a man he looked up to, Zig Ziglar. And Zig signed his book. And he goes back later with a friend and he says to his friend, this Jewish man, he goes, I think Zig is gay. And his friend said, well, why do you say that? He said, well, he wrote his room number in my book. I think he wants me to come to his room. He says, let me see that. And he grabbed this book and it said RM, which looks like room. And it had this number like 10910. And he goes, no, you idiot, that's a Bible verse. That's Romans. Romans 10, 9 and 10. He wants you to read Romans 10, 9 and 10. And so he read Romans 10 and 9 and 10. And this Jewish man said, he told this story here at this church. He said, I had never, I, it dawned on me, I had never read the Bible. I'd never read it. Uh, and, and he goes, I, I felt like I needed to read the Bible. So he says, I read it cover to cover. He got finished reading it, and he said, I'm going to read it a second time. So he reads through the Bible the second time. And the second time, he found a verse that he missed. You know how you read and you kind of skip over a verse? He said, I saw a verse the second time through that I didn't see the first time. And uh, ironically, it was in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, this Jewish man came across this verse that said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First, for the what? For the Jew. And then, it was for the Gentile. And he said it dawned on him as a Jewish man reading the Bible that Christianity and the Holy Spirit and the church and salvation and Jesus, all of it, was first for the Jewish people like him. That the Bible was written by Jews, to Jews, for Jews. And he is correct in a sense. But it's not only for the Jews. It's also 
for the Gentiles. And without that, most of us would be lost here today. After the resurrection, God gives Peter a second chance. I want you to get back to fishing for men, uh, reaching all people. He stands up and he preaches on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people get saved. He succeeds in reaching Jewish people. The problem is he's not reaching any Gentiles and he's the leader in the church. And the root of his problem as a Jewish man is prejudice towards the Gentiles. Because in his day and age, Jews had been taught not to associate with Gentile people. In fact, if a Jew accidentally rubs shoulders or touch a Gentile on the streets, the Jewish man himself would be considered unclean and he'd have to go home immediately and wash himself. It's easy to see with this attitude if carried into the church what it would have done in the spreading of the gospel. Large areas of the world would have been written off as beyond the grace of God. All of us Gentile believers would be without Christ if that had been the case. So God had to wake Peter up and remind him of his calling to fish for men, all men. And so in Acts chapter 10, here's what happens. Here's how God wakes Peter up. Peter receives a heavenly vision. This is found in Matthew cha- or Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 33. And Peter, if you can tell by the drawing, he's on the roof of a house. And he has a dream. And in this dream, there's this sheet that comes down out of heaven. And inside this sheet are all kinds of animals, both clean and unclean. He hears a voice that says, Peter, kill and eat. And Jewish people do not eat unclean food. And so he has this dream, not once, not twice, but three times. And I believe this is just my own opinion. I think Peter was haunted all the days of his life when he always remembered that he denied the Lord three times. So I think when the Lord spoke to him, he gave him this dream not once, not twice, but three times. I think Peter, I think anytime Peter saw the number three, he remembered how he denied the Lord and he'd made a decision that he would never do that again because that was the lowest point of his life. And so he has this dream three times. It's a thrilling story, a thrilling story. I want to read part of it to you. In Acts chapter 10, starting with verse 9, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey approaching a city, Peter went up on the roof to do what? To pray. He became what? Hungry. Have you ever, like, felt something and then you dreamed? Like, you know, you can imagine if you're hungry and you go to bed that you have a dream about food. Isn't isn't that normal? I, I think it's normal. So he's hungry And he wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he could smell it. You know, he's up on the roof, right? He could smell it. He falls into a a, a trance. In verse 11, here's this vision. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. And then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill, and what? Eat. 
Notice what he says in verse 14. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean in my life. And the voice spoke to him a second time. And the voice said, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened in verse 16. How many times? Three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Now, Jews were not allowed to eat animals that chewed the cud. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, if you're interested, it has a list of all the animals that were considered unclean. So he knew what animals he could or could not eat. And God sends this sheet down with all these animals, both clean and unclean, kosher and unkosher. And people always ask, well, why didn't Peter just take the animals out that were clean and eat those? Well, because remember, if a clean animal touched an unclean animal, the clean animal would thus become unclean. And so the sheep comes down with kosher and unkosher food. He hears the words kill and eat. Peter says, surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean, and he hadn't. Now, Peter doesn't know what I'm about to tell you. He did not know this. Peter at the time was in a city called Joppa. This is on the Mediterranean coastline. It's absolutely beautiful. Peter did not know at the time he was having this vision, at the same time God was speaking to him, 32 miles up the coastline in a city called Caesarea, God was also speaking to a, a, a Gentile man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius was a centurion in the Roman army. He was a God-fearing man. The Bible says he was Italian, just so you know. And he also had a vision. And his vision was to go down to Joppa, to send his soldiers down to Joppa and to ask for a man named Peter and to bring him into his house. And so, let's look and see what happens in verse 17. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, Three, oh, there's that number again. Three men are looking for you. Get up and go downstairs and do not hesitate to go with them, for I have what? Sent them. And so he decides to go with these men. And he travels the 32 miles up the Mediterranean coast. Probably took him at least a day, maybe a day and a half. And he walks inside of a house full of Gentiles. Now hear me out. Before this took place, Peter would have never walked into a house full of Gentiles. Even if you invited him, he would not have come. Skip down to verse 27, if you will, and we'll read the rest of this. Talking with him, Peter went inside. He found not just a man, he found a large what? Gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with the Gentile or to visit him. 
But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you have sent me? And Cornelius answered, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. And suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who's called Peter. He's a guest in the house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Oh, this is thrilling. God orchestrates two oceanfront properties, 32 miles apart on the Mediterranean Sea. A Jewish believer by the name of Peter, who, uh, who was full of prejudice, but God broke down his prejudice to go and to visit inside the house of a Gentile by the name of Cornelius, a centurion, and to lead him to Jesus Christ. And something amazing happens inside of Peter's heart. I want you to write that down. His heart changes. Peter's heart actually shifts. God awakens Peter that his prejudices are keeping him from reaching all people. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God has always been about the business of breaking down the walls that divide us. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like, for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. 
we know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.